In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette. A podcast on your mental health you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours, mentally yours. It's Christmas. Hooray! But not actually Christmas. Oh, Ellen, you're ruining the magic. But it is podcast Christmas, and we are going to be chatting about Christmas because even though it's very festive and fun, you can also have a lot of mental health issues with the festive period. So we're here today with our guest psychotherapist, Philip Karahassan. Hello. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening to us on Christmas Day. Mental health over Christmas is a minefield, really, isn't it, for everybody? Yeah. What do you think are some of the most common issues that people have? What I find is that a lot of people feel alone, even though they're surrounded by other people. And they have that pressure bestowed onto them. So essentially, they feel that they have to be the jack of all trades, making dinner, being the host or hostess doing everything for everyone and they're not taking enough time to care for themselves and being happy doing what they want to do. So what can people do to take some time out or get a bit of a breather? Sure. So the way I see it is that we have to start listening to emotions. You have to start listening to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And if you want to take a break, take a break. I know that you've got a lot of responsibility. I know that people feel the need to do everything, but in the same respect... If you're not happy, then no one else is going to be happy either. It's really important that you take the time and space to be true to what you need. And if that means sitting down for five minutes and having a coffee, don't stop yourself from doing that. Make sure that you feel happy and content because it's your Christmas too. Mm. That's that's kind of probably comes quite close to my experience of um, what my Christmas is going to be all about. Lots of busyness, rushing around Mm. and sort of stress. So... I think that would probably be like that for me. How about you, Ellen? 
I think I've always had kind of the opposite experience because my mum has always been the one who's mm. stressed out and doing the dinner and organising everything. And because I'm still like in the kid role, I can just sit back and enjoy it. I think this year I'm becoming a lot more conscious of like, if my mum is miserable, like that's awful. But I think that's what a lot of parents have to deal with like every year mm. because the pressure is so much on them where it's like, I have to do this. I have to make sure the kids get all of the presents that they want. They have the dinner that they want. Everyone's happy. Everything's mm. sorted. And it just leaves them completely like run down and stressed by the end of the day. Mm. What about family dynamics in general? Because obviously that can sort of cause tensions, can't it? And the thing is, is that you're expected to spend a lot of time with people that you spend only maybe a couple of hours or even see for a couple of hours every couple of months. So the thought of all of a sudden having and being expected to live with these people, it can be you love them but it can still feel daunting. It can still feel taxing. And so it's really important that you take time to self-care, to be you and rest and relax and enjoy yourself because if all the work's been put on you and you've been expected to be host or hostess all the time, it's, it's going to take its toll on you. You're not going to be able to enjoy yourself or you're going to feel overworked. What about for those people who don't have family anymore. So you could ring, for example, uh, the Samaritans is a great resource that I recommend if you feel stressed or any emotions you need someone to offload or talk to, to do that. But the changing dynamics can be something that's really tough. And that changing dynamics, you need to understand and accept and ask for help. Ask people, maybe neighbours, friends. Give them a call, ring up take the time because you know it's christmas and i know other people have got lots to do but they're still there to support you when you need support mm. i'm glad you mentioned the samaritans because they're always available 24 7 over christmas as well um and their numbers 116123 and i think it's fantastic they are still available mm. over christmas i think they report getting more calls over christmas it's interesting because over Christmas, like holidays, it's the time when most people get divorced just after Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think that you've got all this anxiety to be the best or to do everything correctly and it should be the most joyous time of the year. In actuality, it can be so stressful that relationships break down. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind about what you feel is expected of you mm -hmm. and what is actually achievable mm -hmm. and what you can actually do. How do you go into Christmas yourself then? Do you think maybe it's kind of better to kind of have try and keep sort of lowish expectations because I'm terrible with Christmas. I sort of have these massive expectations. I kind of, cause like, because I really love it, I think, oh, wow, it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be the best thing ever. And then, yeah, sometimes it can be a bit like, oh, now it's over. Mm. Well, I guess from being a therapist, I've always looked to help others. And maybe that's why I got into this profession. So I was always in the kitchen helping my grandmother or my mother cook and i think that's that's helped us to get closer around the christmas period and also to be a part of it because if we're sharing the load then it's going to be easier i mean i don't think i could cook christmas dinner on my own i don't think i could be the jack of all trades and i don't think it's right of me to expect that of anyone else too so it's all about being collaborative and helping each other out to have the best christmas all together mm. If you are completely physically on your own, though, like you don't have family, for whatever reason, you're sort of, um, you are, you found yourself on your own. Um, are there any things you can kind of suggest? I mean, probably off the top of my head, I'd say, well, 
you've got the internet, haven't you? The internet I, is good. Well, I, I reckon there'd be loads of people still sort of... There are so many. Like, honestly, just looking at, not to get nerdy, but the amount of people who are on the internet, kind of Christmas afternoon, mm. just massively peaks because everyone's kind of bored of being with their family or they've already had their arguments or they're just alone. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for support. Well, just basic places like Twitter or... Um, yeah. Mine's got a great community, actually, called Eddie Friends. Oh, they're brilliant. Mm. Yeah, they would be perfect for that. And also, there are a lot of pubs and restaurants doing um, kind of events for anyone who's lonely over Christmas. Like the Alexandra Pub in Wimbledon, London, is doing free turkey dinner and beer for anyone who's alone over Christmas. Oh, that's lovely. Which is lovely. And then a similar one is the Haberdashery in Stoke Newington, again in London. But it's basically anyone who is struggling or alone can go along hang out with people get a free meal as well Mm. which is really brilliant and i think if your local isn't offering that you could always be the one that organizes it like that's completely fine to do and Mm. you could provide some support to other people who are feeling lonely yeah that's another really um good point i think getting involved with community projects um something like the trussell trust for example it's a really sort of nice way of basically just feeling like you're giving something back and feeling like you're part of something as much as yeah. helping other people and as selfish as it sounds like it just feels really good and you can yeah. feel quite fulfilled and proud of yourself and it gives you something to do as well so mm. you're not just at home thinking about like oh i should be doing other things yeah or thinking about previous christmases that might have been happier or things exactly. like that we've also in the after bits of christmas like before new year's because i know a lot of people volunteer on christmas day mm. or before but not many do afterwards so mm. probably eager for you to volunteer yeah So the other thing I wanted to chat about over Christmas is how much more difficult it becomes for anyone suffering with alcoholism or disordered eating, Mm. mostly because there's so much emphasis on booze and massive dinners Mm. at Christmas, and it can be really overwhelming. How can you deal with that or talk to your family about it? There's an expectation that we all need to be drinking a lot, eating a lot. And if we take, for example, alcohol, alcohol in excess is going to make you feel okay in the moment you're going to feel the benefits of drinking the alcohol but in the long run it's going to lead you to feeling more tired more stressed all those painful emotions are going to come up so in regards to drink maybe it's about moderating it and watching how much you're drinking and the reasons why you're drinking too because in the long run it's not going to help you to essentially be happy during Christmas and even after Christmas. Which is why so many people try and do dry January because they've drunk to excess and all of a sudden they're thinking to themselves, well, I need to lose weight, I need to save money, I need to get healthier. But this is the the first day of the rest of your life. So maybe instead of drinking so much because you feel you should or have to because it's Christmas, think about what you actually need. And if you don't need that extra drink, don't drink it. In terms of eating as well, you know, we all, in the same way as alcohol, expected to eat lots and, you know, it's almost a, a rite of Christmas that we overindulge ourselves. And I'm not sure how happy that's really making you just because you're fulfilling the needs of other people. And Christmas could be a really good time, but make sure that you are happy doing the things you're doing. You don't need to eat if you're not hungry. You don't need to eat everything on your plate. You don't need to drink everything in your in your glass. Make sure you listen to yourself and know what it is that you want. And follow that path. Don't be scared to say no to another drink. It's all about listening to what you want and not feeling pressured by anyone else 
to go out and do what they expect of you. I think it's worth maybe chatting to your family beforehand just to explain, like, I'm not drinking this Christmas or I'm not going to have this or do this. And I'd prefer it if you didn't pester me about it. Because mm. I can definitely imagine families going like, you have to drink. Like, here's a, what do you drink on Christmas morning? Bucks Fizz. Yeah, Bucks Fizz. Yeah, yeah. here's a Bucks Fizz. And then also here's a mulled wine. It just goes on and on. So it's mm. worth having that chat just to kind of prepare everyone and make sure you don't end up having a screaming match over the Christmas dinner, mm. which is common. Or if you're staying at like a new boyfriend's um, parents or something and they have this tradition of drinking oh, loads. Yeah. <clears throat> basically sort of have a quiet word with whoever's in charge of the drinks beforehand and just say, look, I like to just sort of stick to one or something. So they hopefully would be tactful about that. That's actually a really good point because I'm having that situation this Christmas <laughs> where I'm going to a boyfriend's parents' house for the first time. Um, mm, it can be quite surprising, actually, just how different um, different family yeah. sort of Christmas traditions are, actually. Like the whole setup of the day, things that you, that you just have to do, the kind of things that you have to eat, the, yeah, the things you have to drink, it's and the amount of alcohol different. consumed, yeah. Exactly. Like, on my family, I don't think we ever really drink at Christmas. No, we don't really. Like, there might be... a a thimbleful of mulled wine maybe but it's not really a part of the day exactly whereas i've definitely been to sort of exes before when drinking was a big part of the day and i was just like whoa exactly yeah but um yeah i think maybe managing expectations and just preparing people mm. but speaking of going to um boyfriend's parents houses and mm. kind of meeting new people over christmas what's your advice for kind of dealing with that and the social anxiety around it well it's, it's interesting what you were saying about being expected to drink because you know you're going around to the, the first Christmas with a, with a new partner so there might be an expectation on them to show you a good time that everyone gets drunk and to actually say to everyone actually I'm not going to drink that much it could be a relief to mm. many people so keep in mind that being honest up front could actually result in everyone having a better Christmas so when meeting new people it can be a really daunting time because you're expected to put your best foot forward, to be this way, and to follow the perceived rules of the house. But the reason why you're there is because whoever's invited you has liked you. So if they like you, then their parents, their family will also like you too. So keep in mind that you don't have to be any different to where you are. Be genuine, be yourself, because someone has picked you for a reason to follow through with that. I'm laughing a little bit because I think that's, that's quite a... Um rose-tinted view of the world <laughs> you're so cynical well i don't know i mean i don't think that everybody like like and this goes for married couples i don't think that everybody necessarily gets on with their in-laws but I, I think maybe what i'd say is um just bear in mind that it's only a few days guys so like if you if you do get a situation where you just don't get on with someone's brother or like you have like the mother-in-law from hell just think it's only a day or it's only a few days, you know, and like you're saying about taking time out for yourself, yeah. go to the bathroom and just sort of go there for like half an hour and just look on your phone and like, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I do. I genuinely recommend for anyone dealing with any kind of difficult family is set up alone time where you're actually leaving the house for a bit mm. and you have that escape route. Even if you're like, I'm going to go for a post Christmas dinner walk, yeah, which is what I always do. Mm. And then if you're, feeling like rage building up inside you all those attention you could just get out mm. and just relax a bit yeah i think that's handy for everyone and try and have couple time i guess if you are in that situation in your situation try and <laughs> maybe <laughs> no, no, I, don't, just... I don't mean couple time like all romantic <laughs> i mean literally just like say go out for a walk oh, yeah or you know sure. or, or be really helpful like oh you've run out of milk we'll go and get it and then take two hours or something so you can actually get some time away i think it's also the concern where it's like 
I don't want to impose on their family Christmas because you know everyone's family Christmas is very personal mm. and they have their own traditions and you never want to be the one being like I'm gonna come in and say that that's weird mm. or I'm not gonna partake in it or whatever yeah but um you know that's a fun struggle that we'll have to work out at the time I guess just keep in mind that expectation that you feel yeah. yourself because it's important that you recognize that and also important that you adhere to that Christmas and have fun with them but don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable you know be you and be yourself and you know you've got to adapt right you've got to be play the game a little bit but in yeah. the same respect you know make sure that you take that alone time I think that going for a walk with your partner or even alone is a really good step in order to recharge and feel more in control of the situation mm. and be able to hit that reset button. Mm. That feels reassuring. I feel less terrified of Christmas now, which is good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. If you have a feeling that someone else is struggling over Christmas, either with the pressure that they're feeling or with loneliness, how can we kind of reach out and help? In, in terms of reaching out, I think mm. something which is really important is to first when you do notice someone people want to be approached people want to be spoken to and it, it might seem daunting and think oh well why would I want to do that because you know it's maybe they'll be fine you make a story up in your head to make them to make yourself feel better that they're having a good Christmas when actually to check in with someone is, is heartwarming it's a, it's a lovely thing to do so I definitely recommend if you feel the need or you feel that someone is in need just go and talk to them ring the doorbell of your next door neighbour say hey how's how are you what's what are you doing for christmas and if you have space at the table offer a seat and this goes also to family members because sometimes we have the auntie who you see once a year on boxing day or or on their birthday or something like that and it's important that you reach out to them even a phone call just to say hi how are you so i think that that's a really big step not just for christmas but also throughout life it's just to check in with people that you know maybe don't have the support network they once had mm. and what about people with um relatives actually struggling with mental health issues whether that's actually people that are with them today or whether they're um in hospital at the moment how could people with relatives or friends with mental health issues um whether that's whether they're with them today or whether they're in hospital how can they support them well, the first thing, as I just mentioned, is to be close to them, to, to actually reach out. Because you'd be surprised how many people don't reach out over Christmas, how many people don't reach out when the fear of failing, the fear of not being accepted, you know, it puts a lot of people off. But to actually pick up the phone and to be understanding and just to listen, not many of us or not enough of us listen to others, especially if someone does have mental health needs, and to be understanding. And you know, that might mean going back to drinking, not having a drink or not expecting them to drink, making sure that they haven't forgotten their medication, making sure that they are self-caring in the same way that you need to care for yourself too. It's about being reflective and understanding of their needs and just being mindful that they might need a little bit more help than other people might. So this is goodbye from mentally yours. So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores from mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours.
If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, or you just want to have a chat to someone about mental health, or just generally about something, I mean, that's what they're there for, give the Samaritans a ring on 116123. You can also go to their website, which is samaritans.org. If you've enjoyed this episode or you want to give us any feedback, please give us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Mentally Yours, which is YRS. And come join us on our Facebook group, which is just Mentally Yours, where we chat about all things mental health. And we're always there sharing problems and, you know, just chatting about stuff. So come join. Thanks very much to our producer, Sam Bonham, and to Lucy Baker for the jingles. And thank you very much to Philip Karahassan for joining us today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.